The Future Under Undertaker Every Friday, Pete gets to visit Sing Sing, a New York State correctional facility in Ossing on the Hudson. Sing Sing is a maximum security prison housing a wide array of violent characters, including rapists, pedophiles, arsonists, hitmen, cannibals, and serial murderers. Pete, Dr. Peter John Locke, works for the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision. He is one of a half a dozen podiatrists on staff. Pete's Beat is the southern tier and includes a dozen prisons in Dutchess, Putnam, Orange, Westchester, and Rockland counties. Most of these prisons, such as Otisville Correctional Facility out in Orange County and Taconic Correctional Facility in Westchester County, are medium security prisons populated with bank robbers, swindlers, dope peddlers, and white-collar crooks in for cooking books and grand larceny. Not a particularly violent crew. Pete doesn't much mind visiting these facilities and taking care of the inmates' foot problems. Most of the men and women he sees at Otisville and Taconic, at Woodbourne and Wallkill, remind him of the patients he encountered daily at his private practice up in Syracuse. They generally look him in the eye, engage in a bit of normal, everyday conversation, ask a few questions about their condition, and thank him for taking care of their bunions, plantar fasciitis, hammer toes, warts, and ingrown toenails. Pete used to have a thriving private practice. He spent nearly two decades working his scrawny butt off six days a week, 12 hours a day. When COVID hit on Onondaga County in 2020, Pete owned and operated four podiatry clinics in and around the city of Syracuse. He had ads on TV and billboards lining the highways and byways. He was the friendly, smiling star of these ads. Dr. Locke, the foot doc. You can trust Pete to treat your feet. Pete was a pretty good podiatrist, but a lousy businessman. He had spread himself way too thin. Too much rent, too many employees, too much overhead, too many ads. Pete was just hanging on by a thread when COVID struck and practically overnight decimated his client base. Whereas his clinics had been treating a hundred or more patients a day in February of 2020, by early March that number had dwindled to a dozen or less. Not only were folks paranoid to leave their abodes, but Pete was only permitted to treat emergency cases as the governor had put the entire state in lockdown. New York, and really the whole country, was one big giant prison. Pete went belly up. He had to declare bankruptcy, close his clinics and lay off his employees, ask his undertaker father-in-law for financial assistance. The ancient embalmer, as tight with a buck as a Highland clergyman, wrote Pete a small check and grumbled, You have my only grandchildren under your roof. I want them warm and I want them fed. And then he added, You should forget about treating feet, son. No future in feet. 
death. That's the business to be in. Pete's wife leaned on him also. Daddy's made a fortune, Peter, and you know, he wants to retire soon. McLeod Funeral Home could be yours. Well, Pete had about as much desire to be an undertaker as he had to stick a red-hot poker in his eye, and even less desire than that to work under his father-in-law. So he searched and searched for a podiatry position, and he finally found one with the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision. Now, Pete's wife and kids refused to leave their by-level in Baldwinsville, So Pete leaves home at 3 o'clock in the morning on Mondays and heads south. He does his rounds and then checks into the Days Inn on Jericho Turnpike in Woodbury. Four nights a week, he spends there at the Days Inn, checking out Friday morning before completing his Friday rounds and finally driving back to Baldwinsville for the weekend. Yeah, It's a crappy, depressing existence, but Pete, a perky and optimistic guy, makes the best of it. He tries to keep a stiff upper lip. Though it can be tough in his gloomy, dimly lit days-in room at 3.30 in the morning when he wakes up to the sound of guests in the next room fornicating for the fourth or fifth time since he returned from dinner at the Olive Garden. Sing Sing Friday. That's what Pete calls it, Sing Sing Friday, his least favorite stop on the prison circuit. Driving across the Bear Mountain Bridge and down Route 9 south of Peekskill, Pete hopes his services will not be needed today. He hopes he parks his Chevrolet, enters the gatehouse, passes through security, and finds out not a single inmate has a problem with his feet. Hallelujah. Of course, Pete knows this is magical and futile thinking. The inmates at Sing Sing, many of them incarcerated for life, take every opportunity to meet with people on the outside. Podiatrists, dentists, doctors, lawyers, aid workers, friends, and even ex-wives. They ain't picky. Well, it takes time to get inside. Pete must pass through three checkpoints, show his credentials, and open his bag at each point, place his finger on a fingerprint pad, have an eye scan, correctly answer three security questions. City we're born, Baldwinsville. Nickname of oldest child, Scooter. Favorite pastime, playing with my kids. Now, there are some very bad dudes behind the bars and walls of Sing Sing. Dudes who have committed some of society's most horrendous and hideous crimes. Terrence Muller, for instance. Muller is Pete's first patient today. The guards, who rarely have much to say, gush over Muller. Wait till you get a load of this cat, Doc. He's a fucking nut job extraordinaire. But we'll be right there with you, though. In the room, but still, watch your ass. He's sneaky, crazy, and just plain mean. Well, asked Pete, uh, what, what did he do? A killing spree. Barricaded himself in an office building with a bunch of hostages. People he'd worked with for years. Tied them up, tortured them, dismembered them, chopped their... Okay, okay, I, I get the picture. 
Definitely one of those birds who would have fried an old Sparky had the state not abolished the death penalty back in aught four. Old Sparky? asks Pete. Yeah, that's what we affectionately called the chair. You know, the electric chair, where we cooked the really bad guys. And guys like Muller? Yeah, guys like Muller. Well, so, uh, you know, what's wrong with him? You know, what's wrong with his feet? Don't know. Feet hurt, I guess. But, Doc, listen up. One tip, okay? Don't look at him. You hear me? Don't look him in the eye. Make eye contact with him for even an instant, and he flips out, goes batshit crazy. A few minutes later, the guards bring Muller into the examining room. He's a short, squat guy, built like a brick shithouse. As wide as he is tall, square head, buzz cut, wild, haywire eyes, and all amped up, twitching and flitching, making weird throat noises like a dude with Tourette's. The guards have his feet shackled and his wrists cuffed behind his back. Good morning, says Pete. I'm Dr. Jones. Pete never gives his real name. What seems to be your problem today? Nah, I'm in for life, Doc. No chance of parole. The voice is high-pitched, almost effeminate. It throws Pete for a loop. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Mr. Muller. I didn't do it. I'm innocent. I'm totally innocent. Pete wants to look at the man, but he's afraid to make eye contact, afraid to raise the convict's ire. I'm just here to have a look at your feet this morning, Mr. Muller. My big toe hurts, Doc. In fact, both my big toes hurt. Both of them. They throb night and day. Well, why don't we have a look? The guards unshackle Muller's ankles and remove his sneakers and socks. His feet stink to high heaven, but years ago Pete learned to disconnect himself from his olfactory gland. He pulls on surgical gloves and has a look at the murderer's big toes. He says, I'm going to squeeze your toes a bit if that's okay, Mr. Muller. Yeah, whatever you got to do, Doc, it's okay, whatever you got to do, just, just get rid of the pain. Pete gives the right toe a squeeze. Yow! shouts Muller. Same reaction when Pete squeezes the left toe. Both toes are red and swollen. Has anyone mentioned gout? asks Pete. I don't know nothing about no gout, says Muller. Pete sits up, pulls off his gloves. Well, it's a condition caused by too much uric acid in the blood. Foods high in uric acid are Certain meats, especially organ meats like liver and kidney. Certain types of seafood, also sugary soft drinks, and especially alcohol. These are all things you should avoid if you're prone to gout. You know what, Doc? What's that, Mr. Muller? I don't know. Everything you say, I don't know. It just sounds like bullshit. The remark causes Pete to forget the guard's advice. His head comes up, and an instant later, he looks inmate number 666, Terrence Muller, directly in the eye. Muller lets out a shriek, wrenches forward, and headbutts the podiatrist in the forehead. Pete flies back, smacks the back of his head on the floor, and knocks himself cold. When he comes to, a few minutes later, forehead gushing blood, eyes rolling around in the back of his head, he sees the guards beating inmate Muller to a bloody pulp. Muller just laughs and laughs, a wild, raging, ear-piercing wail. For Christ's sakes, Doc, shouts the guard, I told you not to look the crazy bastard in the eye. Later. On the way back to Baldwinsville, 
Forehead gash closed up with eight stitches. Skull pounding. Giant eggs throbbing on both the front and back of his head. Pete contemplates the pros and cons of becoming an under-undertaker. The pros win the day.